On today's episode, we'll talk about the benefits of investing early in a multi-phased master plan community. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, Andrew LaFleur here, your host. And on today's episode, I have a very special guest, Ryan Rabinovich, president of PSR Brokerage. And Ryan is going to be very soon representing the builders Freed and Elad, who are the developers behind the master plan community known as Galleria in the Park, the former Galleria Mall at Dufferin and DuPont is going to be redeveloped into multiple condo buildings, community center, park, new infrastructure, new retail. It's basically a brand new community there at Dufferin and DuPont in the heart of the city. And this has been in the works for a number of years. You might have heard about it. You might be aware of it. Um, the anticipation has been building for this project for a number of years now. We've talked about it on the podcast in the past as well over the years. And finally, it's here, the first opportunity to buy in. So one of the secrets of condo investing that um, is fairly well known, but not necessarily by everyone, and that is when, you, when you're looking for a, a sort of a surefire uh, win or easy way to definitely see some upside on your investment versus um, the typical opportunity, it's when you have an opportunity to get into the first phase or the first phases of the a master planned multi-unit or sorry multi-building community and that's exactly what the opportunity is that we have here with Galleria on the park um, there will be many more buildings to come but obviously as an investor if you can get in on the ground level at the first building or two that's the best place to be as the values always grow over time and uh, the infrastructure is built out the neighborhood is built out and, um, you know, it's, it's often also just a case of builders will set the price sort of artificially low on those first couple of buildings to gain the momentum, to get the uh, velocity of sales they need to get construction going on the whole community. So um, that, is, uh, that is part of what we're going to talk about on, on today's show. We're also, you also hear from Ryan and, and his very inspiring story of his personal journey in real estate investing and how he got started. He got started at a very young age. Um, and uh, we dive more into that and what his thinking was at the time and what his advice is for new condo investors in particular. People, if you're out there and you're listening and you have not yet taken the plunge to get your first investment property, your first investment condo, then you'll definitely want to hear what Ryan's advice is coming from somebody who's obviously built a, a big portfolio over the past couple decades, but somebody, again, who started very, very early, much younger than uh, most investors have. So looking forward to sharing this interview with you. And of course, if you're looking for the floor plans, the prices, more information on the upcoming launch of Galleria on the Park in the first building and how you can purchase a unit here, just send me an email, andrew at truecondos.com. Or you can always call me, text me, 416-371-2333. So without further ado, here is my interview with Ryan Rabinovich of PSR Brokerage. Enjoy. 
All right. Welcome back to the show, Ryan. Thanks for uh, being with us here again. I think this is your third time on the podcast, so you're in very rare company. Not too many people have been on the show three times. You're one of the uh, one of the veterans of the podcast. Repeat offender. Repeat offender. <laughs> Excited to have you back on. I thought I'd start again. I know you shared the story in the past, but um, I always find your, your story um, in- interesting, but also inspirational. You started off in real estate investing so, so early. Um, why don't you tell us the story again of your first purchase, your first condo investment? Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. So when I was, uh, kind of in my late teens, early twenties, um, I saved up some, some money and, and really wanted to get into the market. Um, ended up buying a, a pre-construction unit really early on, uh, you know, kind of waited in line for it and, um, and, you know, bought that, I think I was maybe 21 at that point or, or something like that. And, um, and that fortunately has done really well for me, helped me build up some equity, had money rolling, uh, from that into other, uh, opportunities and slowly built up my portfolio, um, to, to what it is today. It's by no means, uh, you know, massive, but it's, it's a good portfolio and, and proud of, uh, proud of the equity that we've built up over the years and, um, and just kind of proved to myself, uh, that I practice what I preach and I truly believe that real estate is a great wealth, a great way to, to build wealth. And, uh, over, you know, over the last almost two decades, I've put my money where my, my mouth is and, uh, I've been able to, to, you know, build some wealth that way and, and, uh, help many other people along the way as well. So yeah, 21 buying a condo, very few people have, uh, can be able to say they did that. What were you thinking at the time? Like, what was your, did you come from a real estate family? Like what, what was your mindset at the time as a 21 year old? Like you just talk about it as if it's no big deal, but it is a big deal. And very few people, very few people, uh, you know, like I said, have ever have, have been made the smart decision of investing at such an early age. What were you thinking? Like, take us back to your mindset at the time. What were you thinking? What were people telling you at the time as well? Like, were you getting advice from someone in particular to do it? Or was this something you thought of on your own? Um, did you face resistance? Like, what, what was it like at that time? Um, I, I can't say that I was really talking to a lot of people about it. Uh, you know, none of my friends had saved enough, um, enough money at that point to even have that a consideration. So it was never a topic of conversation between my peers and I. Um, my mom started to uh, kind of dabble in real estate sales in those years, and um, she's been uh, someone who was very inspirational in my life because, you know, we came here as new immigrants, and part of the way that um, we built our own family wealth was, you know, when we came to Canada, we lived in a, in a motel for the first few days in Canada. Then, you know, we kind of upgraded to uh, to a basement apartment with with no windows and, uh, and kind of slowly, uh, slowly evolved from that. And, you know, when my mother, after a couple of years in Canada, she was able to buy an apartment and that apartment, you know, went up in value. And then we, 
uh, kind of upgraded into a small home and that home went up in value. So I kind of saw it happening uh, in my mid-teens and I saw how we've experienced uh, the benefits firsthand of, of the real estate growth, uh, investing in real estate and its growth. And so it was always in the back of my mind. Uh, and, you know, there was an opportunity that came up close to where we lived up in Vaughan. And I just thought that, um, you know, the price I thought made sense. Uh, I fell, I fell uh, as a victim to a bit of a hype. I, I was the fourth person in the line and the line ended up, ended up being huge. So I never wanted to even leave that line. I, I slept there for a few nights, you know, to make sure I maintained my spot in line. And, um, and I just, kind of felt it felt really natural I, I can't say that I was overthinking it I, I wasn't there was no one that pointed me to it it just kind of happened for me uh, fortunately it worked out and it gave me the appetite to go out there and find more opportunities like that now you mentioned like again you talk about casually but most teenagers are not thinking about real estate investing most teenagers are not you know observing the the process of wealth accumulation through real estate and 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 equity pay down and things like that that you were thinking about and and that which led up to you purchasing a place at 21 um just curious like do you think like being an immigrant and coming to canada as opposed to being born here do you think that played a big factor into your mentality and like as you as you look back at maybe like you said a lot of your peers and friends were not even in any position to even think about purchasing real estate at, at you know when you did your first one at 21 like can you speak to that at all like do you think about that at all in terms of uh sort of the immigrant mindset versus the 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 non-immigrant the sort of born in canada mindset like is that how much of a factor is that do you think in in being a successful real estate investor right so I'm, i mean i'm i'm now surrounded by many you know both immigrants and second and third generation Canadians, um, I don't think that I would attribute that to um, kind of the immigrant mentality. I think that it's just more on how you are wired as, as a person. I've uh, started working at a really young age and, and I've always been motivated by professional accomplishments, not necessarily by, by money. That was more of a measuring stick, uh, but have always been uh, motivated by by personal growth and, and opportunities to learn, and I was willing to work for it. So, started working at a really young age and was able to save a, a little bit of money slowly over time. And uh, you know, as I got into my mid-teens, uh, I started my own business uh, that has you know done fairly well for for someone who's kind of uh, you know 17, 18 years old. And what business was that? It was a window cleaning company. Hmm. And um, and then you know just found myself with a little bit more money you know than than my peers you know not hundreds of thousands of dollars but a few tens of thousands of dollars and um, and I wanted to really you know uh, we we were kind of raised in Vaughan after we moved to Canada and I wanted to stay in the neighborhood and again an opportunity came up within that neighborhood. Um, pre-construction so it gave me you know three or four years to kind of really save up and uh, top up my down payment and have some time to qualify for a mortgage so when that came up it just felt really natural for for me to do that and uh, you know much later in life I ended up 
you know, taking control of the unit, taking ownership of the unit. I closed on it for the first few years. It was tenanted, which also has been amazing. Had some great tenants over the years. Um, and, you know, later on, that place served as the starting point for, for the life that my wife and I have built together. We've moved there and have lived there for a couple of years ourselves before kids. And, and so, you know, and we still own that apartment today. It, uh, it's, uh, it's been about, you know, 16 or 15 years since it's been completed um, and it's almost fully paid down, which is incredible. We'll, we'll have a fully, um, you know, uh, we have a full asset, no mortgage on it. That's, you know, worth significantly more today than it was when I bought it. And, um, and that's the magic of real estate. So, um, you know, I'm a believer now, of course, and, and have uh, swayed many people to, to take the same route that I have over the years. Are you glad you didn't become a window cleaner? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you glad? Are you glad you pivoted into uh, selling and buying the buildings as opposed to cleaning the windows on them? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm happy. But 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 that window business, uh, that window cleaning business, has really taught me a lot. And um, you know, what lessons? What lessons did you? What lessons did you take from that? Like being an entrepreneur at a young age. What 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 did that? How did that set you up for where you are now? It just it just taught me that you're responsible for really your own destiny. You could you know always find someone to point the finger at when things aren't going well, but ultimately, you know if you look you look at yourself in the mirror and really challenge yourself to find a solution or to overcome certain obstacles, you can convince yourself to do that. You'll most likely be successful in in doing that. So, you know it's it's hard. Um, sometimes you experience some lows and sometimes you're just feeling lonely because, you know, you're, you know, running a, in that case, a small company with, with a handful of employees and you have a lot of responsibility. Um, but you challenge yourself and, and you grow from, from, from those times. So, uh, if I would have to say the most valuable lessons there I've learned is to believe in my, in myself and my capability of overcoming obstacles. Amazing. Great story. Love to hear it. Love to, to share your story and stories like that with, with people listening. I think it's really important to hear for people who are investing for the first time, but also just remind ourselves as seasoned investors, like why it is what we're doing and, and why it, how it works and why it works. And we're not alone. Like, uh, so many, you know, like you said, it's as investors were, you know, whether you officially have a business or not, like you, you are basically a business if you're investing in real estate in a small way. And so even I, I always say even end users, you know, when, when someone comes to me and says, you know, I'm an end user, I'm looking to, to live in this unit, you know, definitely if, if you're intending to use it yourself, you're an end user, but even an end user is really an investor because when you're looking to, you know, move into a bigger place or, or maybe, you know, downsize because circumstances have changed, you really still want to make sure that your home, your condo, your, you, you know, whatever it was that you owned is worth more when you're selling it than when you bought it. So even end users, uh, though the focus is a bit different, the underlying element is you still want that asset to perform really well over time. Yeah. Great advice. Nobody's buying any real estate thinking it's ever going to go down in value. You, you, you want it to go up. You assume it's going to go up. Absolutely. Um, we want to talk about Galleria on the park. I know your time is limited today, Ryan, really appreciate you taking these moments with us here. Of course. Um, 
Tell us about the site itself. When I know it's been a long time in the making to get to this point, you're about to launch this exciting new project, Galleria on the Park. When did when did Freed and Elad, uh, the developers of the project, when did they first acquire this property again? Remind me. So I think How long has it been? Has been at this point. I think it's been about uh, around four years or so. So it's it's been a long time coming for sure. Uh, and and you and I have spoke about this, you know, probably two or three years ago already. Um, so the excitement is definitely at an all-time high, you know, amongst the developers and, and between us and, and within the community. And we're just hoping that uh, ultimately, you know, what was created is something that uh, everyone can be proud of, all the stakeholders, which are, you know, which are the community residents, the city, the developers, uh, and ultimately the people who move into this brand new community. Um, why does it take so long for a project like this to go from acquiring the site to, to now starting the sales to starting construction, presumably soon after this, why does it take so long? And like, just curious from your personal standpoint, being involved with it, like, does it, is it a very frustrating process for you personally as, as you're, as you've been working on this for four years before you're finally able to, to start to sell? Um, I wouldn't say that it, it was a, a frustrating process uh, by any means. I think the developers would probably testify that it was uh, there was overall a, a very good a, a very good process. The councilor uh, in the district has been incredibly involved and and has been uh, and has been great to work with. Uh, the local area residents have constantly been engaged uh, in in this process to make sure that uh, what is created is something that they can be proud of and and that is. Uh, and fits the community, uh, doesn't overwhelm it, but actually complements it. And, you know, of course, you know, the, the city is experiencing some, some difficulties with the volume of development applications, and that has an effect on the timeline for sure. Um, but, but ultimately, developing a community of this scale, uh, conceptualizing it, uh, understanding all the various elements that, that are required to, to form this community, and then, um, and then obtaining the appropriate approvals and the appropriate feedback from, from city and staff and counselors and, uh, and of course the residents, uh, all of that feedback is very is a very important part of the process. So, you know, yeah, it maybe had had taken longer than we've anticipated, but um, now we're at a point where we're just excited to to get going now that the project has formally been fully approved. Um. I don't know if you, maybe it's too early, but are you sharing any uh, approximate price point, approximate price range yet of what, uh, what buyers can expect for a gallery on the park? So we, we have an indication from the developers on how they would want to price out the first phase. Uh, it hasn't been signed off on yet, so I can't quite share it. But what I can say is that um, everyone around the table, uh, everyone around the table understands the importance of having a, a very successful first phase in a master plan community. We we all believe that it really sets the tone for for the future phases to come, and so the intention is definitely to provide the kind the kind of value offering uh, that makes it very easy for both end users and potential investors to be a part of the early stages of Galleria on the park. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Um, obviously still early. I mean, I'll just say from 
my perspective for the listener benefit of the listener right now so the the average new condo downtown toronto is about twelve thirteen hundred dollars a square foot in the core of toronto it's around eleven hundred ish dollars per square foot call it um my question for you is you know when you first when you guys first acquired the site four years ago uh if i had told you that the average selling price in the core of Toronto of new condos is around $1,100 per square foot. What would you have said at the time? <laughs> and what, you know, what were you, what was sort of the thinking when the site was acquired in terms of pricing versus, you know, what the reality is in the market right now? I mean, I actually think pricing in the core is, uh, significantly higher than $1,100 a square foot today. I mean, we're, we're seeing projects launching, uh, in the core for, you know, $1,300, $1,400 a foot. Those are kind of like entry-level project and in the core. And, you know, we're seeing some projects even touching, you know, sixteen and $1,700 a foot in the core. So I definitely think that um, the core right now had reached a point where many buyers have to kind of take a step back and really um, stop and think before they're, they're buying real estate to make sure, you know, number one, is this really a, a good investment? Will I be able to close on it? Uh, what happens if the market turns? What's happening in the neighborhood to, to make sure that the growth that I anticipate will take place will actually take place? Um, so there's a lot of, you know, different variables in, in consideration. But um, if you would have asked me four or five years ago if I think that, the average price in Toronto on a per square foot basis would be north of a thousand dollars. I, you know, I would definitely say that we're still probably a decade away from that, and and, and we've accomplished that growth in five years. So uh, the landscape has definitely changed. Absolutely, yeah, and and it's just, yeah, it's so interesting to see how the prices have evolved and and so many factors that go into that. But, um, what are you? What are you most excited about? Um, or maybe I should say, what you know, what is Galleria on the Park for those who are not familiar? What is it, and what are you most excited about this project? So, Galleria on the Park is a master-planned community uh, located at Dufferin and Dupont, and Dufferin and Dupont is a downtown location. Uh, granted, it's not a downtown core, but it's that first ring right around the core, and. From a geographic standpoint, I think that um, the community is incredibly well connected uh, to transit. It's you know right by the Bloor subway station going east and west. It's uh, close to the um, Spadina and Young subway line, the line that goes up to uh, up to Vaughan, down to Union Station, and up to Finch. And um, and it's also on two um, important bus lines and it's uh, about a kilometer away from the Up Express. So from a transit perspective, the community is very well connected. But what I would say the things that I'm the thing that I'm most excited about is just the uh, destination that will be created here as part of the community. Um, so if if you don't, you know, if you're not familiar with what the master plan community is. Um, in this instance, there's a significant residential component that's about 3,000 residential apartments. Uh, the retail component is very significant as well. Uh, Galleria Mall, which is on site currently, 
had about 230,000 square feet of retail. Uh, we have 300,000 retail, 300,000 square foot of retail coming in. So there's more retail actually being introduced into the area than than being taken out. Um, another incredible attraction that I think will be a citywide destination is the brand new park. Um, there's an eight-acre park coming in. Uh, just to put that in context, Andrew, that's 360,000 square feet park. Um, so again, that is a very rare amenity in, in Toronto today. Very few projects have that type of uh, public public space um, created and introduced as part of the project. And finally, a community center that is so meaningful in size um, that it is sure to kind of help the neighborhood come together and interact as a community, being the community center. Um, just under 100,000 square feet, making it one of the largest in the GTA. State-of-the-art programming, which includes um, athletic uh, sports uh, sports courts, there's swimming pools, there's studios and classrooms. There's even a daycare in there because we're seeing transit, a lot of young families transition into the neighborhood. And uh, we're seeing a lot of young families transition into the neighborhood and um, you know, all of these young families are seeking adequate childcare for for their children. So, having the the daycare downstairs helps a lot as well. Very exciting. So, uh, in terms of numbers, um, master plan communities, you said multiple buildings, retail, massive park, um, heart of the city. You know, downtown core. Uh, how, so how many how many buildings exactly are there and how many units in total as I know these things could change slightly but what are we looking at as of right now currently it's eight buildings with just under 3,000 units in total eight buildings 3,000 units incredible um, the first building is about to launch very soon what would you say to the first time investor like what would you you know taking it back to yourself thinking about yourself maybe you know if you were Talking to your 21-year-old self and you were looking to make a first investment in the market, um, what would you say to that person and uh, sort of maybe other half of that question to the seasoned investor, somebody who's already got a, several condos in their portfolio and they're looking to add another one this fall, um, what would you say to that person in terms of why Galleria versus, uh, versus other offerings that might be coming down the pipe? So. Speaking to the first-time investor first, what would you what would you say to them about uh, about this opportunity? To to the first-time investor, I would I would say whether it's um, whether it is a brand new community or an an existing you know building, you want to be a part of the real estate market. Toronto is evolving at an incredible pace, and every day that passes prices you out of the market more and more. So if you have the ability and you are able to afford um, anything that, that's even an entry point into the market, I would take that opportunity with both hands and, and uh, pull the trigger, so to speak, and take the first step and, and plunge into the market. You will be rewarded for it in the long term. For a seasoned investor, I would say specifically for Galleria, um, we had spent a lot of time looking into the data. Andrew, you and I have worked together for, for I think, a decade at this point, 
and you know that I that I take pride in, in the data that that we collect when we put a building out, and we've done extensive research and explored how uh, master plan communities perform perform over time, and how standalone buildings perform uh, over time as well, assuming that they're in the same geographical locations. And what we found across the board was that master plan communities actually appreciate at a higher, uh, at a higher pace, uh, at a higher rate than standalone buildings. And we asked ourselves the question, why is that? Now, there are several reasons for that, but in my opinion, one of the main ones is when you buy in a standalone building, you have very little influence on the neighborhood, right? If you buy a building at Young and Bloor, you know the amenities of the neighborhood. You know that, you know, Yorkville is close by. You know you're on two subway lines. It's obviously a great neighborhood. But that neighborhood, the infrastructure there is not going to change. So however the market performs, give or take, that neighborhood will perform in line with that. When you're investing in a master plan community, you have the opportunity to buy uh, in a building, and at the bottom of that building, there is literally tens or sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars of infrastructure investments happening right at the bottom of your building. And what that allows you to benefit from is a higher than average, higher than market rate price growth because all of this infrastructure that's getting built, as soon as it comes into play, the demand for, for this new community just goes through the roof. And we've seen it time and time again. So it's, you know, to, to really simplify it, imagine owning a condo on the young subway line before the subway was there. And then imagine how much that value would change, uh, how much that value would grow if the subway was added the next day. It would be night and day. This is the same opportunity. When you're investing in a master plan community, you have the benefit of having uh, millions of dollars in infrastructure investments help carry the value of your asset forward. Right, that's a great point. And so just what are the, the top level, so the, what are the infrastructure investments? You, the park, brand new park, the community center, brand new community the center. Park, the community center, uh, retail, new roads that will be created. Um, so, you know, obviously there's there's a lot happening here and, um, and you want to be a part of it. Beautiful. Great. Awesome, Ryan. Anything else? Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Anything else you want to add that we didn't cover important things to know or something that we, we missed about Gallery on the Park? I'd say we, we covered a fair bit of ground here today. I, I just, if anything, I would want to add two things um, that I think as realtors you really face today more than you have even two years ago. You're being asked now regularly, I'm sure, two questions that uh, you were never asked before. One of them being, is the site approved? Uh, and I'm happy to, to actually report that the site is fully approved now. Uh, so there's no zoning risk in there. And the second question that you're being asked is, who are the developers, right? You know, I know that you own a few investment properties, so do I, and uh, when you're trying to qualify a tenant, you're asking for references. So it only makes sense, it makes perfect, perfect logic that when you're buying real estate, 
you want to ask for the developer's references, understand what they've done before. I think Freed, you know, with their program at King West and Young and Eglinton um, is well known. Surprisingly, Alad isn't as well known, but, you know, they're, they're, a, real, uh, they're a real company with incredible scale. Um, they are a multinational firm with offices in Israel, Florida, New York, and Toronto. Their market value is uh, just under $2 billion, which is massive. Um, they have experience in master plan communities. They've delivered Emerald City, and the buyers that, that were a part of that community have done really well over time. Um, and all of the lessons that they've learned at Emerald City, you know, because we're all always learning and evolving, uh, will be applied at Galleria and the Park, and they've already acquired their next master plan community in North York, which will be launched in 18 months. So both developers very, very active, and a lot obviously has a great track record with master plan communities. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah, great points. Uh, great for people to hear that, investors, new and uh, seasoned investors alike. Ryan, thank you so much. Really looking forward to working with you and your team on uh, this exciting project very soon. Thank you, Andrew. Looking forward to it as well. Great. Thanks. Talk to you soon, Ryan. Take care. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.